booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. New York City's mayor has canceled appearances this week. Adams, Eric Adams, is in quarantine after testing positive for COVID-19. President Biden says he has no plans to visit Ukraine in person following an in-person visit to Kiev by UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson, as Ukraine's president says he is not fighting for Western values. Desperate Shanghai residents on COVID-19 lockdown out of food are posting viral videos screaming for help. Former NYPD Commissioner Bratton is comparing the current crime wave to violence seen decades ago. We have his comments on the Cats Roundtable, as heard right here on 77 WABC. Ridgewood, New Jersey native Scotty Scheffler has become the first New Jersey golfer to win the prestigious Masters competition, taking home the purse $2.7 million. Here's your top five at five. New York City's mayor is tested positive for COVID-19. He did so Sunday, his 100th day in office. And on Saturday, he had met with New York's Governor Hochul. Adams is the 72nd person who attended last week's Gridiron Club dinner down in Washington, D.C. to test positive for COVID. Fabian Levy is a spokesman for the mayor. Now, he said the 61-year-old mayor woke up with a raspy voice on Sunday. He tested negative on a rapid test before testing positive on a PCR test. Here's Adams showing signs of being sick on WBLS radio the morning before he tested positive. She's getting back also from um, Albany. <clears throat> All right. And Levy said Adams is isolating and canceling the rest of his public events for the week. Adams is being treated with antiviral medication. He is also fully vaccinated and he has had a booster shot. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Sunday that President Biden has absolutely no plans to visit Ukraine, despite a visit Saturday to Ukraine by UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson. In an interview on CBS 60 Minutes Friday, Ukrainian President Zelensky said Ukrainians are defending the ability of a person to live in the modern world, claim he is fighting for Western values. I don't have any more lives to give. I don't have any more emotions. I'm no longer interested in their diplomacy that leads to the destruction of my country. A lot of countries have changed their mind about Ukraine and about our people, but I think we've paid too high a price for that. Russia, of course, invaded Ukraine on February 24th. Russian forces are regrouping, having moved to eastern Ukraine, where fighting was waged for nearly eight years in the Donbass region. Zelensky has warned Russia is planning to terrorize all of Europe. Russia's reported appointment of General Alexander Vornikov to take over operations in Ukraine marked what some military analysts see as an indication that Moscow intends to terrorize civilians as the war progresses. Ukrainian officials say another mass grave has been found near Buzova. There's massive unrest in Shanghai. It's all due to COVID-19 lockdowns. Under China's zero COVID-19 policy, according to several videos which have gone viral on social media, frustrated residents of Shanghai are seen screaming from their apartment windows. (laughs) 
China's largest city has been under a draconian lockdown since April 5th. Beijing ordered a complete shutdown as part of its zero-COVID policy. The city's 25 million residents have had to take six COVID-19 tests since April 3rd. They are prohibited from leaving their homes even for food. The government has been dropping rations off and people are also using delivery services. Those who test positive are forcibly taken to quarantine hospitals and those who test negative are still not allowed to leave their homes. Former NYPD Police Commissioner Bill Bratton is comparing the wave of violence across the U.S. to that seen decades ago. On Sunday, Bratton remarked during an appearance on the Cats Roundtable right here on 77 WABC that it's Deja vu all over again. What's happening in America today, 2022, reminds me very much of what was happening in the late 80s, early 90s. In this country and in New York, uh, a rise in crime, a rise in disorder, and a lot of despair and fear about it because it seems like it's just going up and up and uh, nothing seems to be working against it. The retired chief who served in the 1990s expressed shock about recent NYP data showing a 37 percent increase in major crimes citywide. Bratton told host John Katsimatidis, I never in my lifetime expected to ever see numbers like that for New York City. Though both homicides and rapes dropped 15.8 percent and 4.3 percent respectively for March compared to 2021, Shootings, robberies, felony assaults, burglaries, grand larcenies, auto thefts, and hate crimes are all up compared to last year. Well, he has the green jacket and $2.7 million in first place winnings. New Jersey's native Scotty Scheffler won the 2022 Masters competition following a dominant performance at the Augusta National. Scheffler finished ahead of Northern Irishman Rory McIlroy to claim his first major title. Scheffler shares how nervous he was the morning of the Masters. This morning was a totally different story. I cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out. Um, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there. I was telling Meredith, I was like, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. You know, I'm not ready. I go, I don't feel like I'm ready for this kind of stuff. And I just felt overwhelmed. Scheffler finished 10 under for the tourney, five shots ahead of second place, McIlroy. Five-time uh, Masters champ Tiger Woods finished 47th. It was Woods' first return to the circuit 17 months following a debilitating car crash. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny or highs 57, the overnight low 50. Slight risk of showers tomorrow. Slight chance of showers to late morning. Gradual clearing turning sunny. High 73 tomorrow. Right now, 40 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. Disagreement among members of the Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot down at the U.S. Capitol. Leaders of the committee are divided over whether to make a criminal referral to the U.S. Justice Department here related to former President Donald J. Trump. People involved in the investigation say they have enough evidence to do so. Here's Trump condemning prosecutors at a rally earlier this year. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me, they're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. The debate centers on whether making a referral would backfire by politically tainting the Justice Department's expanding investigation into the January 6th assault and what led up to it. 
Well, as we mentioned in our story about New York City Mayor Adams testing positive for COVID-19, 72 people who attended the Gridiron Dinner down in Washington, D.C. last weekend have now tested positive for COVID. It was the first dinner since 2019 prior to the viral pandemic. The positive tests include members of the Biden administration and reporters. Club President Tom DeFrank said all attendees were required to show proof of vaccination. Here's Dr. Leanna Wen on CNN saying situations like this are an example of the new normal. Well, I think the outbreak at the gridiron dinner is our new normal, as in these are the cases that we know of. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't outbreaks happening all around the country at weddings, at funerals, at gatherings where they're not elites in Washington. They're not getting tested all the time. Those outbreaks are also happening. But that doesn't mean that events should be canceled. It means that we have to accept that COVID is going to be here with us. According to the CDC now, the highly contagious subvariant BA2 of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus now accounts for most cases here in the U.S. A former President Donald Trump endorsed Dr. Mehmet Oz for U.S. Senate on Saturday. The backing comes weeks before the contested Republican primary out in Pennsylvania. Trump speaking to Newsmax about endorsing Dr. Oz. Literally, as I'm walking up, we endorse Dr. Oz. I've known him for a long time. He's a tremendous guy, very smart. Harvard educated. He went to the Wharton School of Finance and he also went to Penn Medical School. That's a pretty unusual combination. And he's just been a very strong, reliable guy. Loves the state, loves the people, and he'll be a great senator. The endorsement came after months of behind the scenes jockeying by Dr. Oz and another leading candidate in Pennsylvania, Dave McCormick, a hedge fund executive. Both Oz and McCormick entered the primary after Trump's first choice for that nomination. Sean Parnell dropped out of the race late last year. A government watchdog is demanding the U.S. attorney probing Hunter Biden in Delaware investigate tens of millions of dollars in anonymous donations from China to the University of Pennsylvania. An academic center at the university is named for Hunter's father, President Joe Biden. Now, according to public records, the Ivy League College raked in a total of $54.6 million from 2014 through June of 2019 in donations from China. Their donations included $23.1 million in anonymous gifts beginning in 2016. Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin criticizes the Bidens on the Senate floor last month. A bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West 3 from CEFC Limited on November 2nd, 2017. The Senator Grassley and I have already established CEFC is effectively an arm of the communist Chinese regime. Most of the anonymous donations came after the university announced in February of 2017 that would it would create the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Joe Biden, whose term as VP had just ended, was to lead the center and was also named a professor at the university. 77 WABC Time Check 515. In for Justin Ellett, Luke Lograno of Sports. Morning, Luke. Morning, Deb. How are you? Good. A busy sports weekend. It sure was. Let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Luke Legrano here with your 77 WABC Sports Update. It was a great night in the regular season finale of New York basketball. The Nets were looking to secure home court advantage in their final regular season game against the Indiana Pacers. And as usual, Brooklyn's two stars led the way. 35 points for Kyrie Irving and a triple-double for Kevin Durant. The Nets win 134-126. to 126. They'll be the number 7 seed and host the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow in the first game of this year's 
play-in tournament. The Knicks had nothing on the line as they were eliminated from playoff contention, but they ended their season with a bang nonetheless. A career-high 42 points for Obi Toppin and a 34-point triple-double for Emmanuel Quickly. The Knicks win their final game of the season against the Toronto Raptors, 105-94. to No good news to report out of Major League Baseball. The Mets were ahead in D.C. until the eighth inning when Nelson Cruz gave the Nationals the lead on a two-RBI single. Washington beats the Mets 4-2. The Yankees fought to come back in their game as Jordan Montgomery, who was hit hard by a comeback ball early in the first inning, was pulled after giving up three earned runs in three and a thirds inning. The Red Sox would maintain their lead and beat the Yankees 4-3. And over at Augusta, Scotty Scheffler is the winner of this year's Masters Tournament. He is the it's his first ever major championship. He finished the tournament far ahead of the pack with a score of 10 under par. Tiger Woods was not able to keep up after making the cut. He finished the tournament 13 strokes over par. That's your 77 WABC Sports Update. I'm Luke Legrand. Thanks, Luke. And taking a look now at your weather forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Our high up to 57 with sunshine. We do have a really slight risk of showers overnight, just 30%. That comes along after 2 a.m. with some east increase in clouds overnight, the lows 50. Tomorrow, just a 30% chance of showers before 11 a.m. Cloudy skies give way to gradual clearing, then turning sunny with a high of 73 tomorrow. Right now, 40 degrees, clear skies. Frank Morano has your business report. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street is wrapped up another week as investors brace for the Federal Reserve's tighter monetary policies. Traders are also looking ahead to this week's start of earnings season with five major banks reporting. The Dow Jones Industrial gained 137 points, the S&P 500 lost 11 points, and the Nasdaq fell 186 points. Shares in Home Depot and Goldman Sachs led the Dow higher, while a decline in tech stocks sent the Nasdaq down more than 1%. Friday's trading remained choppy as investors reacted to the Fed's more aggressive stance on fighting inflation. AT&T and Discovery Inc. announced on Friday that they had closed their merger between AT&T's Warner Media and Discovery, which will now be known as Warner Brothers Discovery Inc. The company will start trading under the ticker symbol WBD on the NASDAQ. AT&T received over $40 billion in cash at the close. The new media company will house different media brands such as CNN and its streaming service, CNN Plus, the Travel Channel, Cartoon Network, etc. JetBlue Airways is planning to trim its summer schedule to avoid flight disruptions as it scrambles to hire ahead of what executives expect to be a monster peak travel season. The airline canceled more than 300 flights over the weekend, a week after bad weather in Florida kicked off hundreds of flight cancellations and delays on JetBlue and other carriers. Airlines are scrambling to staff up to handle a surge in travelers this spring and summer. Americans increasingly favor a wealth tax on the ultra-rich, but despite an uptick in proposals, these policies have struggled to gain traction. President Joe Biden in March unveiled the latest federal wealth tax proposal as part of his 2023 budget, aiming to reduce the deficit by roughly $360 billion. Biden's billionaire minimum income tax calls for a 20% levy on households worth more than $100 million, applying to total income, including so-called unrealized capital gains 
or asset grow. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right. And taking a quick look at Dow futures before we head over to traffic. The Dow's in the red down 105 points at 34,508. S&P 500 down 26 and a half. The Nasdaq has fallen 153 and uh, three quarter points. Gold up this morning, $15.60 an ounce at $1,961.20. Crude oil down $2.70 a barrel at $95.56. All right, taking a look at your local news, an attorney going to court to get his client and accused murderer suspect freed while awaiting a trial under New York State's controversial bail reform laws. Manhattan Judge Ann Scherzer ordered this defendant, 31-year-old John Spry, ordered held pending trial without explanation. Now, Spry's lawyer now claims the judge's ruling was an abuse of discretion and violated the state's bail reform law. Motive is unclear as to why this twice convicted felon laden weight allegedly shooting killing 26 year old Devante Butts after he left a clothing store back on February 2nd. Prosecutors say Spry allegedly carried out a planned execution and requested he be held without bail pending trial. NYPD police unions and New York City's mayor Eric Adams on Friday ripped into New York Governor Hochul's planned fixes to New York's controversial bail reform law as contained in the New York state budget. Now, critics say the governor's plan simply doesn't go far enough and amounts to window dressing. Here's Adams on Fox 5. Although I commend them on uh, steps they took towards uh, dealing with public safety, uh, something that people said was impossible for us to get done. Uh, But clearly, there's more to be done. The head of the NYPD Detective Union, Paul DiGiacomo, said the changes were not enough. There's no mandatory minimum for gun possession. He also called for judges to be allowed to consider prior convictions and recidivism. He called the changes political window dressing. Governor Hochul, along with bail reform supporters, Senator Senate uh, Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, who's a Democrat out of Westchester, and his uh, speaker, Carl Hasty, the Democrat from the Bronx, are up for re-election this year. Deadly shooting Friday. It happened outside of University Heights High School in the South Bronx. A 17-year-old Jeremiah Ryan, who has no prior criminal history, now faces charges of murder, attempted murder, and weapons possession. Killed was a 16-year-old female, Angela Yambo, during what police say was an apparent dispute between gangs. Two others were hurt. Witness Felix Quintero speaking to CBS. I see it on TV every day, but to see it with my own eyes, as I stand, I just was in total shock. Ryan was ordered held without bail following arraignment in Bronx criminal court. He faces a possible life sentence if convicted. Well, sources told the New York Post on Friday that New York Governor Kathy Hochul made a deal in order to get state lawmakers to agree to $600 million in taxpayer subsidies for a new Buffalo Bill stadium and for some rollbacks to the state's controversial bail reform as contained in the new New York state budget. Hochul's deal included boosting the state budget by $4 billion. Sources said Hochul was able to make the deals, leading to Thursday's overdue agreement on a record $200 billion spending plan for fiscal 2023 because the state is flush with cash from federal COVID-19 funding. Here's Hochul making the announcement on the new budget. This budget will put more money back in people's pockets. We all wanted to make sure that that was the outcome and lift those who have been hardest hit. Hochul signed the new fiscal budget Saturday. It's bolstered by those federal funds and higher-than-expected tax revenues. 
Ockel's deal comes ahead of the June primary. She is, of course, seeking the Democratic nod for governor heading into November's elections. New Jersey public school second graders will be getting lessons related to gender identity this fall. That under the state's sex education guidelines that will take effect this September. The standards listed performance expectations for second graders, which include discussing the range of ways people express their gender and how gender role stereotypes may limit behavior. The teaching standards, which were established in 2020, were not required to be enacted until September of this year. An appeals court judge on Friday temporarily blocked enforcement of a ruling that found Democratic state lawmakers illegally gerrymandered new congressional districts, but warned that waiting for the case to be decided could backfire on them, the Democrats. Rochester Appellate Division Justice Stephen Lindley allowed the state legislature to begin redrawing the maps right now if they choose to do so. Last month, Judge Patrick McAllister gave the state's top Democrats a Monday deadline to come up with new bipartisan maps to replace ones he said were illegally gerrymandered to hurt Republicans. That or risk having a court-appointed expert do it. New York State GOP Chair Nick Langworthy criticized the Democrats' move to redraw the districts. The judge's decision is a total rebuke of the brazen attempt to steal elections going forward. It's not just a gerrymander, a Hochul-mander. Kathy Hochul is directly responsible for the outcome of these maps. A panel of appellate division judges in Rochester, New York, is set to hear oral arguments in this case on April 20th. According to NYPD police data, traffic fatalities in New York City are up 35 percent so far this year. NYPD records show 58 people, including pedestrians, died in car crashes through April 3rd. That compares to 43 during the same time last year. The spike, despite New York City Mayor Eric Adams' promise to build on predecessor Bill de Blasio's Vision Zero initiative to eliminate traffic deaths. Here's Adams back in January. This has been happening for a long time. Last year was a dark period for us. We saw the highest level of traffic fatalities in almost a decade uh, last year. No matter how much we lean into Vision Zero, uh, that vision was clouded about the number of deaths that we witnessed in our city. According to DOT data, there were 274 traffic fatalities in New York City in 2021, up from 243 in 2020 and 220 back in 2019. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high 57. Slight risk of showers overnight, the lows 50. Tomorrow, any showers should end by 11 a.m. Clearing skies turning sunny with a high of 73 tomorrow. Right now, 40 degrees Mostly clear skies in Manhattan. Well, as Tiger Woods competed in the Masters for the first time in 17 months since his car crash, the clubs he used to win four majors in a row from 2000 to 2001 sold at auction in excess of 5.1 million bucks. Here's a clip of Tiger 17 years ago with one of the most iconic golf shots of all time. Great shot there. That was worth the wait. So this set that helped Woods win what is known as a Tiger Slam sold for $5,156,162 at Golden Age auctions. It shattered all previous records. Meanwhile, Tiger earned just $43,500 for coming in 47th. 47th place in the Masters competition, which ended Sunday. 77 WABC time check, 529. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.